This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion, addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at standupwithatruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in, and Merry Christmas season. When the fullness of the time came, God sent His Son to redeem those who would believe that we might receive adoption as sons and daughters. Galatians 4, 4, and 5, uh, God sent his son at the exact right, perfect, uh, prophetic time, cultural time, historical time period, because God is perfect and he is sovereign and we trust him. So we thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus. We thank you for this season that we get to celebrate, whether Jesus was born in December or September or whenever, whatever day, it doesn't matter. But we thank you because you had a plan You have fulfilled that, and you will return to complete, to bring all things uh, under your authority and in in your care, Lord. So thank you. Um, Guys, we got a lot of things to cover today. Um, I'm so blessed to have Pastor Steve Smotherman back with us, and uh, we're going to talk about getting his perspective on the dismantling of Christian influence in America and just what we've been seeing happen in our country uh, we're talking about the threats, increasing threats that are now no longer um, covert. They are out in the open against religious freedoms, against the church. Um, we'll talk maybe a little bit about the Disrespect for Marriage Act that has been passed by the Senate and the House and the public dismantling of of just really our faith in the public square, the ability to say Merry Christmas. You wouldn't believe what's going on unless you've been paying attention. So we'll talk about some recent events showing our moral and cultural decline and uh, what we can do about it as true believers in Christ. Pastor Steve is an author and senior pastor over at Legacy Church, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, he's a patriot pastor. I love this man of God who has a voice and influence and is using that for the kingdom and not shying away from the, quote, political issues because they are moral, biblical issues. He stays true to God's word, and uh, he refuses to cater to culture. Steve, welcome back to the podcast, brother. Thank you, sir, for having me. It's always a pleasure. Always, always. And uh, just recently, last week, we replayed a podcast from Bill Cook and Stephen Mannion of Acts 529 and that movement, trying to trying to get pastors off the bench and into the game, so to speak, to really wake up a sleeping church. That's one of the things we're going to talk about today. And by the way, friends, I rarely, rarely um, effusively promote a book or encourage you to go check this out. I encourage you to give a book that I'm reading right now to your pastor. It's by Eric Metaxas. It's called Letter to the American Church. And I encourage you to read it yourself. It's a short book. He's the author of the massive volume Bonhoeffer, Pastor, Martyr, Prophet, Spy. So pick up Letter to the American Church. Get it for your pastor. I don't get any commission or anything for doing that. But this is what we're going to talk about today because we need to awaken the church while there's still time. Pastor Steve, I'm just going to read some headlines and then we're going to go talk about a pastor summit that you were a part of in August. It's so important, uh, hosted by Charlie Kirk's Turning Point USA Faith. We um, did a story last week on Pastor Story Hour, and that's just pastors saying, you know what? We can use the public libraries, too. We're going to go read them biblical stories and try to just kind of take back the libraries, so to speak, even though that's kind of impossible. But at least you can try to start getting in there and using that as a place of influence. We should have been doing it all along. Kirk Cameron um, has been denied Story Hour for faith. Uh, he has a book that libraries aren't really um, appreciating because they will allow drag queens in, but... Um, 50 public libraries have now turned down a request from Kirk Cameron's publisher to host a reading of the book, As You Grow, A Story of Faith, Family, and Biblical Wisdom. And he just wants to use the libraries like these demonic, depraved men dressing up as women and, and teaching and influencing young children. So, Pastor Steve, I just want to start right there and and ask you to give us some your insights on how we got to this place where things are flipped in this country, when you know the Constitution and you know how the country was founded, and here we are where Christians have to now fight to try to have a voice in the public square. 
Well, um, that, that's a that's a big question in it, but uh, <laughs> here's, here's my thoughts on it. That my thoughts on we 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 have to look at the church when the church became silent when the church. Um, chose to go the seeker-sensitive route when they thought that was the way to go. And all the seeker-sensitive movement did was create sensitive Christians, you know, that can't handle truth. And and we thought, well, let's just water down the Word and make it more palatable for people to hear. But the problem is, when you water down the truth, it's no longer truth. And so it's the truth that only sets us free. And so when the church forfeited or quit or got out of that arena and said, hey, we just want to appease people— well, then, then then, the devil takes over. I think our republic only works as long as we're a Christian nation. Amen. And so as long as we have biblical values, we fight for our freedoms. Once we lose those biblical values, people just want to be taken care of. Their God becomes the government. Or, you know, you look at the environmentalists that, that are crazy, ruining our nation, really, in a lot of ways. You know, with the pipeline that they canceled and all the things that they do, when, when, they, when they do that, they... Um, we, we've sat back and said nothing. And so they, you know, people, uh, we, we, we're supposed to be salt and light. And when, when, the, when the church decided to say, hey, we're not going to stand for uh, anything, you know, you hear these guys say, well, just preach Jesus. It sounds so good, but how do you preach Jesus without dealing with cultural things? Exactly. And so when, when we remove God and, and you know that God is the author of the Constitution or gave it to our founding fathers, then, then the republic goes down, and people, people, you know, their god becomes the environment. In other words, environmentalists—that's a religion. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so when we when we walked out, the devil walked in, and all the ungodliness walked in, and now we're trying to fight to get it back. But usually, when you lose some, it's hard to get it back. And so, you know, I look at the church. I blame us that not standing up for righteousness, being afraid of the word of God being afraid to offend somebody's sensibilities. And I say this all the time. I say, listen, if you're offended because I preach the gospel, that's too bad. I'll never apologize for that. Mm. If you're offended because our bathrooms are dirty, I will apologize for that. And so we've, we've, we've almost been apologetic when it comes to the gospel. And we, we, need, we need to be salt and light. And the only way to do that is to stand up and push back and say, call out evil, you know. Amen. Um, and and we, we haven't wanted to do that. No, and you're right. It's it, it's been very gradual. There was not a time that we can point to and say that's when the church decided not to speak about these things. It, it, it's like the the frog in the boiling water. I hate overusing analogies, but it's been very gradual. And I think Pastor Steve, um, Judges chapter two. It reminds me of what happened after Joshua died. Um, I've you probably preached on this as well. Uh, it says all that generation were gathered to their fathers, meaning they died after Joshua died. A little later on, another generation rose up who did not know the Lord, what he did for Israel. And then the sons of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served other gods. So they abandoned God. And that was in one generation. And so we see in America how generation after generation were falling further away. And I've got something specific to talk about. I just want to share a couple of headlines and to where we're at today. Christian groups dinner reservation canceled because restaurants LGBTQ staff felt uncomfortable and unsafe. That happened to be a group from uh, Focus on the Family or associated with uh, Focus on the Family, I guess. Another headline. Um, library reportedly bans Christmas tree because holiday spruce made people uncomfortable. Another headline, American Girl Doll Company promotes gender transition and puberty blockers to girls as young as three. Um, Pastor Steve, you were a part of a summit, a pastor's summit put on by Charlie Kirk's Turning Point USA back in August. And over 500 pastors, I was so thrilled when I heard about this, faith leaders, pastors gathered in San Diego and one of the takeaways was only the pulpits have the power. Of course, Jesus has the power. But the pulpits have great power and responsibility to change America. Your thoughts, and then I want to talk a little bit about the conference or the summit. Well, um, you know, the, the, most Christians are pulpit-fed. Mm. And so I believe that's why God said the teachers will be judged a different way, in a mm. different manner. And when you when you look at the pulpits of America today, there's so many of them that are woke. Um, you know, they just they just don't even believe the gospel. They're afraid of it. You know, 
And and when you when you when you look at what's happening, you you realize that um, with the pulpits not preaching the truth, and let's just say ninety five percent of people are pulpit fed, then then you know what they have no belief system. Uh, it's just a gathering place, a social place. I mean that's why we made church. I talk to people all over, and they'll they, you know I don't know why they want to come up and tell me what church they go to, even though I don't ask. Um, and then, you know, we're behind you, but we won't support you. You know, we won't come and be with you. And um, and and I look at that and I ask them, well, why do you go there? And almost every time it's, well, my friends go there. It's never they're preaching the gospel. People are getting saved. Mm-hmm. You know, we're standing up for righteousness. It's never that. And so people don't even know what it means to be a believer today or what it means to follow Christ. Because we think if there's any kind of sacrifice, then God doesn't love us. And um, And that's kind of what's being either taught or inferred or caught from most pulpits in America. And that's, that's why we're in the mess we're in. I, I always come back to that. Listen, if we all stood up for righteousness, if the church stood up during this pandemic, you know what? We would have never been persecuted like we would. But, mm. you know, when you have just a handful that stand up yep. and then the rest of them want to keep their doors closed for years, that's just ridiculous. That's right. Hey, let's go back there for our newer listeners, Pastor Steve Smotherman. Um, you're with Legacy Church in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and you had to fight the government there when they, of course, deemed the search non the church non-essential as they did across the country of uh, the Christian Church in America. And you had to fight to keep your doors open to keep serving and ministering to God's people because we're called to meet together to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. You had a couple legal cases. Bring us back to that time. And are you still involved in any cases? And what are the results? Well, we're not involved in any other cases, but we, we did get fined $10,000 for having a Christmas Eve midnight service. We did get fined by OSHA, I think, a total of $5,000 because, you know, that's run by the state. So the governor didn't have the guts to come after us personally. So I believe she used those, and so did our attorney. And all of those, all that money got dropped. We never paid a penny. And I told them publicly all the time, I'm not going to pay you now or ever. I'm <laughs> never going to pay you're not going to steal God's money. And, you know, we pushed back, and they left us alone. And, wow. and all of a sudden, you know, they're saying, well, hey, we want to we wanna, um, get rid of this. And so they dropped all the fines. Wow. So, you know, but, you know, the media never came back and said, you know, Legacy Church ultimately won everything. Even when, I, like my case, the case we had went to the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals here. And even the judge was working with our attorney. I mean, he was trying to help him, like, what relief can we give you? Because you have everything you wanted. And um, our attorneys came back and said, well, we want to make sure she can't do it again. He goes, you didn't appeal that. I can't even rule on that. So you know what? It's, it's, it's when you fight back that they don't like. You know, the bully put, punches the mouth. When you punch them back, they run. And I'm not going to be allow any of uh, these uh, so-called leaders, ungodly, wicked, yeah. evil. That's what I call her all the time dictate to us how we do church how how dare they tell me how to serve god and worship god and how dare the church be afraid you know jesus said this irritates me really jesus said for the bible says we do not have the spirit of fear unless it's covid and and when you look at (laughs) biblical principles and this is what i fought with that god only isolated the sick he never isolated the healthy Mm. and why didn't christian church look to that why did we believe a government that we have now proven they lied the whole time. They they misled us. Nothing they did worked. I mean, look at Africa. What do they have? I, I, I may be a little wrong in the numbers. I think only 6% vaccinated, and they have no issue because of the manipulation of this thing. And and so, you know, we have to fight back. And I appreciate you kind of leading by example. And uh, other pastors I know were encouraged by your stance. I think we here uh, in the Midwest— we're encouraged by the stance of some of our patriot pastors and brothers up in Canada. Yeah, talk about restrictions and the and Emperor Trudeau up there. But we've had Pastor Tim Stevens on, Pastor James Coates on this podcast. They were both imprisoned for keeping their churches open. We've had them on, and it really strengthens the spine, so to speak, and the faith of other men of God. Steve, I think it's going to take a lot more um, of examples like that, don't you? Oh, I, and I do. And those guys, they're, they're heroes. And I, my heart went out to them. But you know what? They had the guts to stand up. You know, can, if I can say this, David, that the, the thing with the church world is, you know, when we stood up, people sent us Romans 13 and said, you're supposed to honor the 
the governor and that. But our Constitution is what we're submitted to, not a governor, not a president. Amen. I mean, we vote them in, but we're submitted to the Constitution. And when those governors or those presidents or those leaders, so-called leaders, when they violate the Constitution, we have a right to push back. And my Constitution says we have freedom of religion. That means the government can't tell me one thing. And you know what? I submit to that. And so Christians, because they're afraid, they use the word to manipulate the situation and said, well, we're going to submit to the governor because, you know, we're supposed to. That's not true. That's a lie. And when did God ever tell us to submit to evil? That's right. When did Jesus ever tell us to close the church? And you know what? I'm just going to say this. My church was never, ever really closed. We had people all the time. I never turned down one person. I mean, how does a person come to the church and you say there's no room in my end? Because the government, and we're afraid of what happened. What about, you know, if, if, if we violated Romans 13, then the Chinese, the underground church there, that, and I know some missionaries there and that we support them, you know, then they're in violation of the whole Bible for fighting for their right to worship God. It's the most ridiculous argument, but that's where the church goes because we, 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 we don't have sound doctrine, so we're caught up with every wind of doctrine. Mm. And, and, you know, I, I, I get mad sometimes, and I, when I preach, I said, I can't believe we were so afraid, and I can't believe people were manipulated. You know, I had grandparents said, well, if I don't get the vaccine, my kids say I can't see my grandkids, and I would have probably said, my kids said that, well, good, I will never see them again. Wow. You're not going to tell me to put something in my body I don't want to because you're afraid. And we were not to be afraid. Jesus never said, hey, don't be fearful unless there's COVID, then be afraid. And we, we managed this wrong. We handled it wrong. Yes. And it just proves more and more and more why the world is pushing this stuff, even the homosexual stuff. You look at it. They're marketing to our kids, and we're sitting back and watching it when Putin and their administration or whatever they call their parliament or Congress, when they voted that you can't, the homosexuals can't market to any children under 18. And then the Chinese on TikTok, I think everybody should get rid of TikTok. Mm -hmm. Everybody should cancel TikTok and get rid of it. The Chinese own it. They're gaining your information. Yep. And think about what the Chinese done. For 40 minutes a day, their kids can watch it, and they feed them. You're a boy. You're a girl. You're, I mean, they, they feed them who they are. And then when you come to America, we're so confused about, I mean, and I don't even understand why. Like, if you, if you have boy parts, you're a boy. You have girl parts, you're a girl. That's bottom line. That's the way God made us. And, and we sit back and let this homosexual community market to our kids. And, and the church says, well, we just want to love them. Well, how do you love them if you're not telling them the truth? Ooh. Ooh. And, 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 I, and I don't understand that. Yes. It's the truth that sets you free, not loving them and catering to, to a group of people. It'd be like having 30 couples that are in adultery and you know, okay, the adulterers sit in this section. We're just going to love you. We're never going to say it's wrong. It's just sickening. And, and you know what the Bible says in Romans 1 that uh, really people should be concerned about? It's not only those who participate in the homosexual lifestyle. It's those who applaud it yes. will be found just as guilty as those who practice it. And, and you know what? I refuse to applaud it. They're welcome to come. There will be no public displays of affection in my church. If two guys are holding hands or two girls, we look at them and say, not in our house. Mm. And what these pastors need to realize, and it grieves me, is that when you allow that in your churches, and I know lots of them in my city that do, they don't say anything, they put them on their stage, they put them everywhere. They flaunt it. And, and they're responsible for that little five-year-old boy or girl that sees it and then somehow gets embedded in their little hearts and minds that that's acceptable, that's okay. Not under my watch. Hmm. We have to protect our children, and we don't want to do that at all. The church wants, doesn't want to be salt and light, and I don't understand it. David, I don't. I don't either. I don't either. But I love what you said. We don't have sound doctrine, so we're caught up in every wind of doctrine. And approval and accommodation of sin is one of those winds of philosophy that we're held captive to sometimes. Pastor Steve Smotherman, our guest, we've got to take our, our first break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about this summit back in August with pastors. And God is moving. No matter what we see, we know God's moving. But we've got a lot of work to do. Plus... Just say Christmas in public. Is it that simple? More coming up on Stand Up For The Truth. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. All right, I've got Pastor Steve Smotherman on the line 
from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Before we got back on the air, you were talking to me about someone from your church saw your governor at the airport. And uh, I wanted to ask you about that, maybe not that specifically, but you, I know you weren't surprised probably that, that she was reelected, nor were we surprised that our radical uh, Democrat governor, Emperor here, Evers in Wisconsin, was reelected. But uh, just your thoughts on, on the midterms and how it's really hard. we got to pray for these people, right, Steve? But it's so hard to respect them, isn't it? You know, how do you respect evil and how do you respect ungodliness? Do I pray for them? Yeah, they all need Jesus. I don't want my worst enemy to go to hell. Mm. But but it's the same token, um, I have zero respect. And and I think I think that's the fallacy in the body of Christ, too. You know, in the, in the commandments, in the first commandment is, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And then it goes on to talk about and make no graven images and give respect to no other gods. And and people say, well, you got to respect me because I'm Muslim. Why would I respect someone that's worshiping a fairy tale god, a fictional god? I mean, I might as well just be worshiping Tinkerbell as well as Allah. Hmm. And and we don't want to stand up for righteousness sake. I don't respect any of that. In fact, the worst bumper sticker in the world is the coexist. Yep. It's just the worst bumper sticker. And I... And so, you know, these are the truths that people don't want to hear today. We don't want truth. We want we want to be deceived and lied to and appeased. It's it's what the scripture said that men will heap up teachers after them, you know, after themselves having itching ears. And so it it's, it means heap up teacher after teacher after teacher that will just appease my ears and my thinking and what I want to hear instead of hearing the truth and following Jesus. Amen, brother. Hey, I want to get back to. Um just just before we get back to the summit, the pastor summit, um, elections, Christians and voting. We've got a problem in this country where millions of professing believers, uh, some are so-called Christians, have uh, used the words that you've used in the past. And I agree. <laughs> and, and they don't they don't think they should vote because it's political. Um, and so that tells me they don't care that demo- demonic legislation gets passed in their state or federally. So. And that's not loving your neighbor if they don't care about legislation, in my opinion. But the the midterm elections, what, what's your take as a pastor on what happened? Was it the we had so much going for us and we didn't get the messaging out? As Christian, not enough Christians vote. I know they got out the youth vote. What what is your take on what happened? Well, I mean, when you look at the two party system, you have Democrats who are liberal, and I, and I want to say this too: I, you cannot be a Democrat and be a believer. You cannot support killing babies and promoting lifestyles that God, you know, just clearly condemns and say, I'm a believer. And and the other thing about voting that I, that I, I, I say to people all the time, why would God lead this nation and lead our founding fathers and give them this constitution that's lasted longer than any constitution in the world, in our history, in the world's history? Why would he give them that? And give us the right to vote on our leaders and then tell us, don't vote. It's deception. It's a cop out. Mm-hmm. It's weakness. Um, they don't know. They don't want to. I mean, my, they say, well, my vote doesn't count. Well, at least I'm voting because God gave me that right. Not the, not the world. God gave me the right to vote in this nation. And how dare we not stand up and, and have a voice and say, and the problem is even with the Christians that vote, there was probably a lot of them voted for Biden because they didn't like Trump's personality. Well, I wasn't voting for him for pastor. I wasn't voting for him to be my spiritual leader. I just wanted him to do the right thing for the country. Yeah. And it's a cop out. It's really a sad day because preachers get up there and say nothing. And so people think, well, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I can just do what I want and, and I don't want to get involved in politics. Well, if politics we found out affect our life, why wouldn't we want to say? So we can't get Christians to vote. The midterms was the lack of messaging on the Republican Party. The, 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 the Democrats go left and we follow them and we go farther left. There's no real differences. Most of the Republicans stayed away from the abortion issue because that was considered a hot button and people don't like that issue. And that some got voted in and stood right with it and said, we're not going to kill babies anymore. And and all these people that say it's a right, even Christians I've had tell me, well, it's a woman's right to choose. I said, you've been, you drank the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. That's the deception. That's not reality. They're just covering up the fact that they're murdering babies. It's the worship of Baal all, all back in, in, in our country again today. And so when you have bad messaging, 
Mm-hmm. You know, our guy running for governor here was sick and sad, and we told him, just be you, be authentic. Well, he thought it was okay and reasonable to say, let's kill a baby at four months. And our governor's like, well, I'm, we're going to kill babies at the moment of birth. <laughs> and, and, you know, but you're still killing babies. So there's no yep. difference. Yep. And I think we need to get up and we need to get some people running, punch these Democrats in the mouth, and quit calling them our friends. They're an enemy to the church. They're an enemy to our Constitution and our way of living. They're an enemy to our freedoms. We saw it. The pandemic, they violated our rights to isolate us. Yes. Isolation is punishment. Mm -hmm. So when you have bad messaging, you have uh, bad candidates, um, you know, and and then and then they don't really stand for anything. So why would I care? Mm. And that's the way that's the problem. Yeah. And politics is simply the the the. Affairs of the city, of government, the art of government or the science involving government and, and political um, concerns. And, and we to not be involved in that is irresponsible. But, Steve, I, I need to go back to the conference. We've had Jack Hibbs on the podcast, Pastor Shane Eidelman, that uh, were a part of this pastor summit. I just want to quote Charlie Kirk and then I'll let you elaborate further and we'll move on. Charlie Kirk said there remains one institution in America that the radical left doesn't control, and that is the American church. The church is the last firewall to freedom. But there are three types of churches in America today, the courageous, the cowardly, and the complicit. And this final category is growing fast. Pastor Steve, your thoughts? Well, I agree wholeheartedly with Charlie Kirk. He's a friend of mine. I, I'll stand with him anywhere, anytime. <laughs> He's a young man. He's full of wisdom. Yes. And I, and I totally, him and I have talked about this, that the, the church that's courageous is very few and far between. There's very few of us. That's why we kind of know who they are, because hmm. there's not that many, right? Yep. So and you named a few of them. So I, I wholeheartedly believe what he said. And that, and that's what kind of gets me. It's like, you know, it, it, it's like, why don't we just stand up for, for righteousness and let the chips fall where they may? And if people leave, they leave. Um, you know what? God will send us some more people. Like, our church has grown so much through the pandemic and you know, or the pandemic. And the reason why is people say, because you stood up, we're going to stand with you. That's the way the church should have handled themselves. And, and yet we cowered and feared and and, you know, I was even threatened almost week after week for probably a year and a half to be arrested every weekend. Wow. And, and, it, and it worked on me. You know, it wore me out some. But, but you know what? Um, there is still a remnant, like you talked about earlier, you referred to earlier. There's a few of us out here that will fight to the end. And if that means that they take everything we have, then so be it. You know, David, one of the things when this all started, I told my wife, I said, you know, if we go out and fight and I take this stand, we could lose everything. Hmm. Everything. My wife was so sweet, and she said to me, Steve, if that's what it costs us to serve God, then that's what it costs us. Mm. And you know what? No one, and some of these mealy-mouthed preachers out there that are really sad and deceived, they, 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 they think serving God will cost them nothing, and it costs us everything. And that's the way we have to look at it. Mm. You counted the cost, and I'm not sure a lot of young men go into ministry with that in mind. I think they... They like this idea of having a big church and having a big following and having a public persona, but they don't count the cost when it comes to things like Ephesians 5.11, not participating in deeds of darkness, but exposing them. And also the concepts of being salt and light. We're not saying that we, we need to take over, take back every major institution. I don't believe that's possible, <laughs> but we are, we've lost our influence. We've lost our effectiveness as Christians. How would our great grandparents ever would have imagined that in the year 2020, the American church would have been deemed non-essential, ineffective? Can you ever imagine that? Well, we've declined quite a bit, which is going to bring up our next subject. But I want to quote John Adams. Our Constitution was made for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And Pastor Steve, every Barna, Lifeway, Pew, Gallup, Poll reveals the biblical worldview declining dramatically decade after decade to the point people are offended by what used to run, drive this country, and that's biblical Christianity and the biblical worldview. Um, people are offended by a tree. We mentioned that earlier. A tree, a manger display, even saying Merry Christmas. Steve, 
Smotherman, I'm going to go through this list. This weekend, I paid attention to commercials because I've been watching this for years and even encouraging people to lovingly respond, God bless you and Merry Christmas, when a, a clerk at a store says Happy Holidays. Uh, why? Because they're, they're often told that they can't say Merry Christmas. Well, I went last night. I took out my notepad and I just copied every commercial that, that said something about Christmas. If I saw red and green wrapping and, and Christmas, you know, symbols and they were trying to sell a product, I recorded what was the words that were used. Here were the words, Steve, and I'll let you respond. Get ready. This holiday, holiday sale, the great holiday bake off, season's greetings, just in time for the holidays. This holiday, the holidays are here. Get festive faster. Holiday sale. Home for the holidays. This holiday, give the gift of sport. Your holiday shopping all in one. This holiday season, come experience the magic of Winterfest. The holidays start with you. How do you tell someone, I get you, this holiday season? The holidays always find a way. Save on thousands of gifts for everyone on your list. This holiday, all decorated for the holiday season. Family time is the best time of the year. This irresistible gift, looking for the perfect present, we are holiday ready. Epic holiday deals, Shop K's big holiday sale. This holiday, Food Network holiday throwdown. We have a gift card for everyone on your holiday list. It's a holiday spectacular. Enhance your holiday spirit. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Finish up your holiday gift giving. Click on holiday deals. Tis the season. Happy holidays. Winter break. Let the holidays begin. We're offering the favorite gift package this holiday. Friends, they don't call it programming for a reason. My two cents is we've witnessed over the last couple decades the whitewashing of the true meaning of Christmas is a rejection of Jesus and the God as creator and the dismantling of Christian influence in the public square. Steve Smotherman, this is just in four hours of television yesterday and, and just copying down what was said during commercials. We know it's Christmas. The world, I'm not sure, so sure, does. Your your thoughts? Well, um, again, we come back to the that the, the world, the, the, you know, back in Jerry Farwell's day, if the church got involved in something, the politicians shook. They were afraid, and, and they, 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 they respected whether they liked it or not. Today, the church gets involved, and they say, we don't care. You guys don't even vote. You don't stand yeah. for anything. You don't really believe in anything. You just want to throw this word love out in a way that God never threw it out or taught it. Hmm. And, and then you look at our country and, and they're afraid to say Merry Christmas yep. because it has Christ in it. Um, and, and it's ridiculous. And so that's why Christians need to be bolder. People say happy holidays. They need to say as loud as they can, Merry Christmas to you and anybody around here. And, mm. and we can't be ashamed. You know, I was on a plane the other day, David, and as this lady sat next to me and she started talking to me, she's a believer. And we just started talking about the things of God and what's going on in the country. And we dealt with some of these issues and the lady from behind us leaned up to her looked through the, uh, you know, the crack of the two chairs and said, you know what, I'm sure you both believe what you're saying, um, but it's offensive to me, oh my so goodness. I would ask that you quiet it down. And I love what this lady did. She looked at her and said, hey, do you have any of these? And they were the little ear things. She said, they'll probably help you here. Um, and so, and she kept talking and we kept talking. And you know what, because I don't care if you're offended. I don't care. I See, love we, that. We care about the wrong thing. If you're offended because I'm talking about God, why do I care? That's not my business. That's your business. You're offended because you want to be offended. Mm -hmm. And um, and and so, but yet they can talk about all the garbage and what you said, happy holidays, and, and they don't care that we're offended or might be offended. Nope. And so, you know what? It's sick. It's wrong. And the church needs to reestablish itself, um, you know, yes. and, and just say, hey, Guys, this is the season. This is the thing. Everywhere you go, we need to encourage people everywhere we go, believers. You know what? Say Merry Christmas. I don't. I will never say Happy Holidays and never have. But the world is evil. The world is lost. But where is the light that 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 brings? Um, you know, opens the eyes of those in darkness. Mm. You know, I I don't understand. I I don't get it. I'm not very really in my personal nature. I don't like confrontation. <laughs> I, if I could, I just want peace around me. When I come home, my wife would tell you, I just want, I just want calmness, peace. I want everybody to get along. But there's something about fighting for righteousness sake that we have to put down our own little uh, insecurities and whatever and just say, God, 
it's me and you, and if you and I are the only ones at the end, at least I go to heaven. And and we just have to we have to quit wanting to be popular. You know, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. There is no Hollywood Christianity, and the sickness in the churches we have it. We have all these guys quote popular, and then and when you listen to their content, they preach nothing. There's a form of godliness. There's a a little bit of truth, and then the rest of it is just nonsense. And, and people flock to them because they're so-called popular. It's like a Hollywood. And we're not, we were never called to be that. We were called to be servants and lay down our own stuff. And, 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 you know, I must decrease that Christ increase, but we don't want to do that. We don't want to be, we don't want to be disliked. And I can say this. We need to be, we need to be, we don't need to be concerned about being liked. We need to be concerned about being respected. So when I show up to someplace in New Mexico or our church does, I want those people to think, oh, crud, here they come again. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I think of, we're answering the question, friends, kind of in this podcast, we talk about this a lot. We, we're answering the question, um, what happened to the salt and light? John Stott once said, we should not ask what's wrong with this world for that diagnosis has already been given. Rather, we should ask, what has happened to the salt and light? What has happened to the biblical church, the Christian church, our voice in our culture? And we're talking about that in America. We know we have a, a constitution with the First Amendment. We know we've been blessed, and we've had kind of a historical reprieve that in world history you haven't seen a lot. There's been, in fact, we'll talk a little bit about persecution when we come back. But we're really answering the question, what happened and what we need to do to get our some of our influence back. And part of that is preaching the gospel and being unashamed of it. Our guest is Pastor Steve Smotherman of Legacy Church in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So when we come back, there's a, a sad story, really, of what's happening overseas and around the world. We're going to go talk about Nigeria briefly. They are on the persecution watch list. And uh, actually, they're not on the watch list. And we're going to explain why they're not. When we come back... So much more on Stand Up For The Truth. Keep it right here. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Pastor Steve Smotherman is our guest today. Great to have his perspective on these things. And we didn't have time Today, because I really want to talk about what's going on in persecution um, of believers, but I was I was really disappointed uh, of the Georgia Senate results that a radical leftist quote reverend um, won Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker lost close election, but it says a lot about how Georgia has changed. Wish we had more time to talk about that, but uh, Steve, I think um, unless you want to just briefly mention that, because I thought well. Um, it's it's just a flip a coin. Who how is this going to turn out? So you want to just share your thoughts before we move on? Well, you know the guy that the 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 guy that won that calls himself a reverend. See that they're, he's a false teacher. It's a you know we we act like you know in, in the last days that, that there'll be uh, you know people heaping up teachers and we we act like they're going to have horns and pitchforks and the thing that the church needs to be is discerning. So how can that guy can call him a reverend, but he's not a reverend for the kingdom of God. He's not. He's a reverend for the kingdom of the devil. You know, that's what Jesus said. You have your father, the devil, but we don't even want to talk like that. Mm-hmm. And everybody says, what would Jesus say? Well, Jesus might call you a viper and a snake and uh, or a serpent. And and so, you know, but we don't want to hear that. He may jump, you know, throw out the tables. And we it's a, it's a sad day in America because I'm sure there was Christians that voted for him because— yep. You know, they'll call Herschel Walker, who supports conservative biblical values. They'll call him an Uncle Tom, and then they'll go vote for the for the most wicked person on the ballot. And yeah. that's just indicative of our nation. Yeah, exactly. And it also shows we have to define nowadays what pastor means or what reverend means or what chaplain means. And we could go down that road, talk about chap i mean lgbt chaplains and th- but we've got to talk about this one christian is killed every 2 hours in nigeria the biden state department refuses to place nigeria on the persecution watch list this this is from decision magazine 
Um, they have refused to designate Nigeria as a country of particular concern, despite Christians being killed by militant Muslim groups almost daily, unfortunately with no intervention by the Nigerian government. So uh, just the opposite of the Trump State Department, who designated Nigeria as one of these states um, over the recommendations of the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, and pleas from advocates, the Biden Democrats, for the second year left Nigeria off this list of 12, 12 other nations. And uh, we should be, if we love our neighbors, Pastor Steve, I, I believe you will agree with this, that we should be looking out for them when they are being persecuted, no matter what part of the world it is, right? Absolutely. And the reason the Biden administration won't, won't stand for Christians is because they want all the Christians gone. And why is that? Because they're the spirit of the Antichrist. And that we don't want to talk about that. It, it, the yeah. Antichrist hasn't appeared. We don't know who that person will be. But we do know the spirit of the Antichrist, the Bible says, is already in the world. Yes. And, and so, so what do they want to do? The, the Antichrist knows they're coming to power. He's got to get rid of the Christians. He's got to eradicate them. And so when you're of your father, the devil, you're okay with Christians being killed every two hours. And, and the church in America, that's what I think is very sad. These people fight for their lives, go to the death for their belief, and we won't even go to church during a pandemic um, for our faith. We, mm-hmm. we will, we will, we will uh, do what Hebrews talks about. We, we will forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And it's sad that these people give their life. We won't even, we won't even give our time. We want to hide. And, mm. and when did the Bible say hide? The Bible says, go forth into all the world. He never told us to stop. And, and, you know, that's the sad thing is I grieve over that. And even yeah. in the Middle East during the, you know, um, back a few years when they were beheading and killing people right on TV, yeah. uh, it's just shocking it is. that the church didn't cry out and say, this is enough. You know, these people in China being put in jail. Some of these pastors get taken away to never be seen again. And we won't even fight against the tyranny of the government or presidents or Congress when it comes to a virus. And that's just shocking to me. It is. It is. This is disturbing because we, we I think, lose sight of the spiritual and biblical reality that these are our brothers and sisters. We are family in Christ. We are one body. Of believers, they are our family. We'll be with them for forever and eternity, and yet they are suffering severe persecution in some of these countries. That the likes of America may not ever be able to relate to, but I believe it's coming. We've seen more, but not like some of them are dealing with. But one speculation I've read, Pastor Steve, is that um, the Biden administration is not doing this, even though Christians are being slaughtered. And as you said, you're right. If it was an LGBTQ organization, they would be the first to speak out against the, the, the slaughter or discrimination against them. But some believe Biden is, Biden is afraid of China because they have become more influential in Africa. And the U.S. is attempting to kind of counter the Chinese influence there. Um, I, we know there's, there's such a tangled web of influence and interaction with China, with this Biden administration and, and Hunter and all that. But when it comes to Christian persecution, um, China's got an underground church that, from what I've heard, is, is growing in in the face of persecution. And yet we're not even speaking out for Christians in Nigeria who are being slaughtered because, you know, China might, might have more of a foothold there. It doesn't make sense to me. So I, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, and, and I, I mean, I agree that it's it's sad. These people are willing to risk their life for Christ. And what does the Bible say? If you keep your life, you'll lose it. Mm. If you give your life, you'll keep it. Yeah. And uh, we, we're we're afraid of, of, well, maybe they won't like us. Maybe we'll be popular. Maybe we'll lose a few folks. But but And, and they're, they're concerned about, am I going to live? So, <laughs> hey, I'm the pastor today, but, you know, if they take me over, you're next. Yep. And those people jump right in knowing the consequences could be death, prison, these camps where they try to redo your thinking, and, 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 I, and I don't get it. I, I don't understand. You know, here's what we found out about the church in America. The pandemic happened. We were, we were lied to the whole time. It's come, you know, all the evidence shows that they lied. They had no science. They just made stuff up. 
I mean, even the Missouri Attorney General that released part of Fauci's deposition on three different occasions, he said, we know masks are ineffective, but we're going to mandate them anyway. And what did the American people do? They just were so gullible, ate it, and said, okay, we got to wear masks, even though they don't work. They mm-hmm. didn't work for one thing. And so, you know, we have a church that's willing to go to jail, and we, we're not willing to stand up and be just disliked or taken to court oh my and being fined. Yes. We, I, I don't get it. We the, the church in America couldn't take a punch. And you know what? And, and then some churches started standing up. And then you get persecuted from your own body. Mm. It's like, well, you guys need to be quiet. You just need to close your churches. You just need to listen to these people. And I'm like, when did God tell me to listen to evil? Yeah, or and it was it. evil to close the church. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we don't ever want to do that because it's harder. We don't, you know, it's all about, well, what will they think of us? Well, you know what they'll think? They'll at least respect that we have a belief. Mm-hmm. And the world doesn't respect the church because they say the church doesn't believe in anything. You've got the black churches as a whole, not all of them, that are, you know, would support Biden and Hillary Clinton. You know, even the T.D. Jakes of the world, you know, they, they're, they're so liberal. It's unbelievable. Yep. They don't believe in biblical truth and That's values. Right. They believe in the color of their skin. And that is racist. Yep. And, and you know what? But if you're white, middle aged, you know, you have a pretty good life. You're, you're a racist no matter what. It's the it's the stupidity of the world. And, and, you know, they thought themselves to be wise and they became fools. The church has wisdom because we serve wisdom and we don't want to use it. And so, you know, we just got to stand up. Quit mm. being afraid. Boy, we have seen the church just almost uh, feminized, weakened for sure. But through the decades, Steve, you're, you're saying it's absolutely right that we are concerned more about the approval of man than the approval of God and obeying the commandments and actually standing for something. Man, what? what it was a. I know it was very gradual, and we've been dissecting this and analyzing this problem for quite some time. But it is sure disappointing when we look at those who are in other countries and they are actually standing up in the face of death threats. And here we are. Don't we don't want to be called a name? Um, wow. So we've come a long way in the wrong direction. I want. We just have five minutes left. I wasn't going to bring this up, but we have a little bit of time. I think. I want to ask you about this this ridiculous prisoner trade um, that the Biden administration just did last Thursday. Brittany Griner, uh, a lesbian um, WNBA basketball player, celebrity, w- was traded for a notorious uh, – the, the merchant of death, this guy is called, who was in American prison, and he was targeting Americans, and he's an arms dealer. He was freed so that we could get this NBA player back from Russia – and we've got a Marine, I believe, a U.S. veteran, Paul Whelan, in prison for four years over there. I know you have some thoughts about this wokeness. Well, it, it, it's a travesty. Here we have one of our soldiers that um, is willing to fight for our country being held by uh, a communist nation. And we let a lesbian go that got caught doing something she shouldn't have been doing. And whether she's a lesbian or not, she, she, she violated their laws. This guy is a part of our world, and we let him go. The, you know, the, the, the young man that's number 11 for the Cowboys, the linebacker, I think it's Parsons, yeah. he even came and said, how, how, how is it? I forget exact his tweet or quote, but it was like, we let her go, and we, we, have, an, uh, we have a Marine in, in prison. And then he said, and then Biden popped, you know, said something. He said, I still will never vote for you. See, there's still, there's still people out there of every color that will stand up for righteousness. It's a travesty. It's sickening, and it goes to show. Listen, the homosexual community cannot reproduce, so they have to recruit. Mm. And in America, the greatest blight on our American and for parents and families is that the Americans um, and government allow the homosexuals to market to our children. Now up to three years old, the, the, the hormone blockers, please don't listen to the lie of the doctors. They lied in the pandemic. They're lying now. If your kid gets on those blockers, they do irreparable damage that will never be reversed. Mm. And so here we go. And, and, you know, if homosexuality was so good, why do they have to force it down our throats? And because I've never had to force anybody, anything down their throat about me. I like my wife. I like women. I like, I like, you know, I like girls. No, I've never had to come out and tell anybody that. That's expected. 
and we've allowed them to recruit. And, and this goes to show you how vile and evil this movement is, that the president of the United States would, would let her go and keep one of our soldiers in prison. How dare mm. he? Yeah, I hope, I hope and pray there is something going on behind the scenes that they're trying to work to get him released. I believe there's an American school teacher there, and there's others that are in prison there. But this was a high-profile, you know, NBA star. Um, and I actually have – Steve, did you see this video of the Russian media reacting to this? Did you see that, by the way? I did not. It's, it's an amazing clip. Actually, I'm going to write a little article about that this week. But they're laughing at us. China and Russia are laughing at our wokeness. They said, here you got a U.S. They were, I'm paraphrasing them, and they were speaking in Russian, so you can read the captions below. They said, here, here you've got a U.S. hero, a guy that, that served and fought for the country, still in prison there in four years. And then you've got this, what do they call the, uh, a black lesbian WNBA player that's a drug addict. Now, I don't know if she is uh, an addict, but she was she, caught with drugs. She was caught with drugs. And she's released, and they laughed, and they said this, Steve, Russia, Russian media. This, this reveals a lot about the society in America today. Those are our enemies saying that. Um, your final thoughts, and then we have to go. Because every nation that has embraced homosexuality is no longer in existence. And we put that movement, which is so vile and anti-God, it's the... It's the epitome of anti-God. It mm. perverts the whole truth of why God said, be fruitful and multiply. Mm. And we put that over everything else. How sick is our nation? And you know, I mm. go back to this, David. I blame the church in America. I've been fighting this for over 25 years. I've told people 25 years ago, criticize, ostracize. The movement that we need to be the most concerned about is the homosexual movement. It's going to destroy everything, mm. and they've used it to destroy the whole family. Yeah. The nuclear family no longer exists. Two dads don't make a family. Two moms don't make a family. They can't create anything. So what do we do? Let's go. Let's go recruit these kids and tell them if they have any kind of crazy thought, that's what they are. Now we have furries. We have what 539 genders when there's only two. And what does the church do as a whole? We're silent. It's our responsibility to be the moral compass to this world. And when we refuse to be the salt and light and the moral compass, then the world goes crazy. When absolute truth is removed, absurdity leads and reigns in the day. And that's what we're seeing. And every Christian ought to be alarmed and stand up for what they believe in. Pastor you know, Steve, that's, that's perfect. we got to run there. God bless you, friends. Keep speaking the truth about things that matter.